Welcome to Cook It. We're Dre and Renee, friends who love to cook and bake. Though we are busy with six kids combined, we still take time to meal plan and make home-cooked meals with our families. This month, we'll dig into Gina Homolka's Skinny Taste One and Done Cookbook. Yeah. Episode two. I know. I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) So last week, we told the listeners that we were going to be making a recipe together and a surprise recipe. Mm Mm-hmm. And we told them that our together recipe was the spicy fried chicken sandwiches. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I like this recipe. Yeah. Um, so I made it on a weeknight, and it was really quick to pull together. Mm-hmm. And it makes enough that if it's just made for me and my husband, that then we can have it over two nights. Yeah. Um, I didn't make it for the kids. No? <laughs> I just made it for us. Because um, they go to bed early, and it was, yeah, I didn't, I just made us a special little supper. Um, that makes sense. Did you follow the recipe um, to the letter? Um, so it calls for a one-hour soak in a bath of buttermilk, salt, and pepper. Mm-hmm. And I got busy working and pounded them out, and they soaked for, like, more than an hour. Oh, okay. Um... The, um, I didn't do the cabbage style slaw. Okay. I did cucumbers. Ooh. Um, just because I hadn't gotten the cabbage slaw, I was too lazy when I was at the grocery store. Right. Um, so, but I shredded them so that it had the same consistency. Mm. Um, cause my husband was like, but you said there was going to be slaw. And I'm like, here's your slaw. <laughs> shred, shred, shred. Um, and instead of the, um... I forget what kind of roll like she says. Potato roll. Yeah, I used a rosemary focaccia roll. Ooh, yeah, because be I'm not a fan of the potato roll. Oh, I am. They use potato rolls on the burgers at McDonald's in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and I don't like it. Really, I'm not a fan of the potato roll. Hmm. So um, it's funny because as I was making it and I was going rogue, I was thinking to myself. My sister is a rogue cooker baker. She just does everything on the fly. And she always laughs at me because I'm always by the book and I need mm-hmm. the measurements. And so as I was making this, I'm thinking, I'm not by the book always. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I went pretty rogue. So um, That's yeah. funny because I tried to stay like true to the recipe because yeah. I wanted it to be like a real test of the yeah. cookbook. But then... I didn't add the jalapenos yeah. to the kids' slaw, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, I put too many on mine, so oh. my mouth was on, on fire <laughs> <laughs> when I was trying to eat and taste. Yeah. But the, um, I will say the slaw was a little bland when I oh. made it, and like I did follow the recipe. I used, I actually had cabbage at home, so okay. I used my food processor to shred some. Yep, and then I added a little carrot because why not? And that might have been part of the recipe, but. It was bland. You couldn't really taste the pineapple. I used canned, which is probably like a no-no. Was there pineapple in it? Yeah, in the slaw. And then it's like a sweet... Are you sure? Yeah, it's like a sweet, spicy slaw. Oh, shoot. Am I mixing up two recipes? I think you are. Oh, no. (laughs) Because I also made the chicken katsu with sesame pineapple slaw, which definitely has pineapple in the title. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) <laughs> That's your surprise recipe. Surprise! I'm very disorganized <laughs> That's mentally. okay. I okay, was like, well, there is no pineapple in this Okay, recipe. well, what is in the slaw then? Um, Remind me. I, I will say, listeners, that 
the recipes in this book are very similar. Like, yeah, they are. A lot of them. There's another one that also makes chicken, the chicken katsu, which I guess I'll save now for next week. <laughs> um, you brine it. Yeah. In this, it's in a salted yogurt instead of a buttermilk. Oh, okay. But, like, same, same. Yeah. You're still getting that. You're still getting the milk protein yeah. soaking into the chicken so it gets all crispy and tender. Yeah. And then a lot of the same spices over and over. So though there are lots of recipes, a lot of them are very Yeah. So very this slaw was black pepper, red wine vinegar, olive oil, Dijon mustard, um, the red onion, cabbage. Oh, yeah. I totally made that. Yeah. It was probably just okay. And see... I've I'm made like, I've made this recipe before, and that's why my husband was like, I want the slaw. And then I'm like, I'm not making the slaw. You can have shredded cucumber. And I actually like the subtlety of this slaw. And mm-hmm. I find, and I don't measure a teaspoon. There's probably more of a tablespoon of the Dijon that goes in there. Yeah. Um, so I kind of eyeball it because it annoys me to have to measure that little. Yeah. You know? Um, so I don't mind her flavors for the slaw with this. Yeah. But it was... It, I can see how you'd expect it to pack a punch, and it didn't. Yeah. I also did not use the right kind of bun, which I was like, oh, maybe this plain. I just got a plain bun because that's what my kids like. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was not exciting. Did you toast it? No. I find toasting it and adding a bit of mayo really mm. kicks up a bun level. That would be good because, I don't know, my kids just like bread. They just eat bread. Yeah. So. All kids like bread. But I did like... They love the chicken. Mm-hmm. I made it in the air fryer. And was it crispy? Yes. Although I almost undercooked it. Eek! Well, Food you know. Safety. I got the Instant Pot air fryer, so it's the Vortex, and it has trays instead yes. of a basket. So you have to, like, move the trays around. And I also forgot to spray the oil on it ahead mm-hmm. of time. So there I am spraying oil into a hot vortex and I was like, this is probably not factory <laughs> recommended. Like, oh, that's a major no-no. Take the tray out and mm-hmm. spray it. <laughs> but it came out nice and crispy. Oh yeah, it was delicious. So I did mine in the oven mm-hmm. and when I've done it before without, on a sheet pan without a, a dry, like a cooling rack on it, mm-hmm. um, it has been crispy on top not so much on the bottom do you flip them no i'm awful for that i I don't i can't be bothered turning stuff around there's just too much going on that's funny because that's like i want them crispy on both sides must flip yeah i'm just like this will be this it'll be mush side down Mm -hmm. if that's the case and then um pause do your ovens have elements on top and the bottom or just one well i have top and bottom so it but the top one is a broil okay yeah i only have top Oh. Yeah, I know. I need a new oven. <laughs> it's like, no wonder my cookie's brown on the top. Anyway. That's odd. Right? Uh, it's because they bought the cheapest oven. Oh. Known to man. That's the worst. I know. And it goes, when you open it. So when the kids are sleeping, I'm like, must make cookies so loud. <laughs> yeah. No stealth cookie making no. in your house. No. Um, but to try and get the air fire air fryer crispness mm-hmm. I set them on a cooling rack on my like sheet elevated, pan yeah. elevated so it got baked all around and it was okay um, I do like this recipe though it's a it's a recurring one yeah I think it's a winner yeah and cool. I think that the panko crumbs help with that crispiness oh yeah well I only use panko I don't really use any other breadcrumbs now no no I like the heft 
Mm-hmm. And the fact that you put salt in there and then you can actually taste the salt. Yeah, or this one use like, um, so I have added chili powder to my mm-hmm. panko, like just to add a little bit of yeah, smokiness to it. it. Just for the two of you. Yeah. So I usually do a little cayenne, but the other day I was like, little heavy handed. You're a little heavy handed on a lot. That's true. <laughs> I can still Jalapenos, eat it. cayenne. Wow. <laughs> I liked the jalapeno. I like jalapeno, and I always have them in my freezer, so I just took one out of there mm. and I was like, for me, but even without the seeds in the membrane, I was still like, I'm gonna go get a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, so, what recipe did you make as a surprise? To be honest, I've made several recipes. Ditto. But I'm going to talk about, oh, Dijon chicken thighs. Oh, okay. Um, it's like a Dijon maple chicken mm-hmm. thighs. It's very similar to one of the other recipes that I've made in the past. And um, essentially, you line a cookie sheet with vegetables to mm-hmm. roast and then you put the chicken thighs either on top or like snuggle them in and then you drizzle with like a maple Dijon sauce. Okay. Um, I I doubled the sauce because yeah. there's never enough sauce. Well, I also always make way more vegetables because I was still trying to clean up my CSA box yes. and like get some veggies out of the fridge. So I filled a full sheet pan of vegetables and then put in like scraps of chicken because <laughs> they're like uh we only all get one so <laughs> or we each maybe i make two full ones for my the four of us because yeah. like you don't actually need that much chicken no of course the kids only eat the chicken yeah or the potatoes um and it turned out really well i on i did not need to double the sauce recipe so it was kind of like soupy and they weren't oh. necessarily as golden on the bottom as i would like yeah but uh, it was a winner. The, ch- the kids really liked the chicken, even though it tastes heavily of mustard. And not- Okay. So I mean, it wasn't super maple-y. I was going to no. ask that. Okay. They say, well, my kids say they don't like mustard, but really they're like, oh, mom, <laughs> mom, this chicken's still, well, mommy. They still call me mommy. Aww. It was very cute. Anyway, so they ate it, which I was happy about. They didn't really eat the vegetables, but like essentially with this recipe, you can make it with any vegetable yeah. you think is a winner. But the the one vegetable they will eat is cucumber. And I'm like, you cannot cook a cucumber. You can pickle a cucumber. That's true. They'll eat pickles, too. There you go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was a winner. It's from page 79, if you want to try it out. And it is great for using up, like, random. Oh, I have one potato and, like, I had Brussels sprouts, I think, and some asparagus that I had bought for it just for fun. I think I added sweet potato, and I used a lot of onion. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you need that, but if you really like roasted onion, yeah. give her. Hmm. Actually, it might have been good. There's two recipes. I like, I don't know, I like adding lots of onion. I feel like you get a lot of bang for your buck with onion. I just need to make sure that the onion is cooked sufficiently. Yes. Or it's kind of a bummer, because I don't like crunchy onion. Oh, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. You want it to be real, like, almost like a... Um, Translucent and, like, delicious. Or Caramelized. Crispy. Yes. Yes. Or crispy. Yes. Um, I did not get the page number for my recipe, so that's why I'm, like, on the slide trying to be, like, find the page number for the chicken fajitas that I made. Ah, well, in the meantime, because we're not going to get to all the recipes I made, because I think... 
Yes. Okay. We're not going to get all, get to all the recipes I made. I can recommend the creamy cheddar broccoli soup. Yes. You've I, talked about that one. I made it. I followed the recipe. I even made my own chicken stock for some yeah, reason. Yeah, you did. Because winners make their own chicken stock, Well, it's Drea. also because I own an Instant Pot and it takes an hour. Two hours. I only do mine an hour and it's great. I do mine for two. Oh, do yeah, you? I do. At one time, I only did it for 30 minutes and I was like, I'm going to amp it up to 60 so that I really get all the like gelatin out and uh, no regrets. I can carve out of mine. It's so gelatinous. <laughs> I do love that though. When it's in the fridge and you take a scoop and it's just like it's, mounded on top yeah. of the spoon. Like, yes. Yeah. The problem I, is I freeze it after so I don't really Oh, know. I do too. Yeah. Like once it's like once it's cooled down, it goes straight in the freezer. Yep. I have these deli containers that I bought cuz they're cheap, just like you get yeah. soup in and uh, I have none left. They're all in the freezer right now like I use mason jars. I have only broken one. Oh, see, I read an article recently about a lady who broke 17 portions of something. She filled them too high. Yeah. And it just like it gets to the shoulder and just went Yep. Like, I mine are only filled like not even three quarter. I mean that makes sense because you can put it in the microwave yes. and not worry about it melting. Whereas I put the, one of those plastic ones in the oh god. I don't. I run it under hot water and then I sh- once like the outside's a little yes. melted, then I shake it into a bowl and then put that in the. Oh. But I don't have like I do have that many mason jars, but I also tend to drop things out of the freezer. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my chicken fajitas, they're on page 80, everyone. Woo! Um, and again, I made this on a Sunday evening for me and my husband after the kids went to bed. <laughs> they don't eat fajitas? Um, they do, but I don't. I wasn't in the mood to feed them that. I often do a lot of cooking on Sunday to prepare mm-hmm. for the week. Yeah. So they likely ate like something else that yes. I had made for a dinner later on in the week, and I just was banging out the fajitas at the same time. Okay, so to me, that makes no sense. You cook so much to make stuff later in the week, but then also cook another superfluous meal for Sunday for just the two of you. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Well, it depends on my mood. And I needed to do homework for the cookbook. Mm. Do you ever get through your Sunday prep and just be like, oh, I regret all of this? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, all the time. Uh, My husband thinks, like, I just make my life so hard because I'm like, okay, I'm following this thing I got in the newsletter from the kitchen, and I'm going to actually do the whole thing because it sounds fun. And it's like two hours. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's never two hours. No, I feel like I'm staring down a barrel this weekend because. Uh, not only do I have my normal meal prep and veggie prep for kids' lunches and whatnot, but I also have to replenish the waffle supply, mm. which means a double batch of waffles, which eats up at least a half an hour of time to cook. Oh, um, it takes me way longer. It's like 10 minutes a waffle. Uh, I like them really crispy. Yeah, I get... Well, because we re- we toast them as mm. they come out, so like of the freezer, yeah, not same. of the iron. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. I might just do a single batch and then do them again next weekend because I don't want to. <laughs> when you serve them the same day, do they stay crispy? No, you have to toast them. Mm. They really go mushy yeah. very quickly. The second you stack one on top of the yep. other, it's like steam. Yes, Ugh. exactly. Um, but yeah, so I made 
the fajitas. We really like this recipe. We've made it before too, um, and I like it because there's a lot of peppers and onions that are that you cook along with the chicken, and so and you jam all those into your mm. fajita, and it's just a really nice, well balanced meal mm-hmm. instead of like ninety percent chicken, ten percent exactly. vegetables. Yeah, so it takes a little bit of forethought because you need to make sure that your chicken's out of the freezer and uh, thawed enough that you can cut it into strips. Oh, you cook it in strips? Yeah. Mm. Well, you marinate it because you also have to marinate it. Do you and marinate it in a milk style? No. <laughs> that, no. Um, so this is, and I got a little worried when you started dropping the pineapple word because I'm like, did you make the same thing that I made and this is my homework and it's all down the toilet? So, Everything is our ruin. Yeah. Two episodes in, we're not friends anymore and we don't want to do this. Yeah. So it's pineapple, lime juice, and zest, olive oil, onion, garlic, chili powder, cumin, oregano, paprika, and salt. Okay, yeah. So That's like a usual, that's like what you would get in a fajita package, aside from the pineapple, probably. Yeah, but it's Oregano. All, yeah. I have a Mexican oregano at home. Cannot tell the difference Riba. from the regular. <laughs> like, this is the same. Well, I use it for Mexican-style dishes, yeah. but I'm like, I, I swear it's the same. Yeah. Well, I you marinate it for an hour, and then you throw it all into the oven. Um, and I always, I remember when I first made this, I was worried because they say marinate your chicken, mm-hmm. and then you take the chicken out and put it on the pan, and then they say dump the leftover marinade onto your vegetables. <gasps> And I know you're cooking it. Yeah, so it's all getting cooked, and they say that this cooks at 400 degrees. Um, What is? How long does it say it cooks for? Can't be that long. Like 20 minutes. 15 minutes, which to me is not long enough. Well, if you super slice your chicken. Yeah, but just with food safety, and because it was sitting in a pool of its own juices, and then Mm -hmm. I put those juices on the veggies, so I cook that meal for like 40 minutes and then I it doesn't get but it's so juicy <laughs> Trey is my looking face. at me like oh my god <laughs> so long <laughs> no well I cook it you know on the lower thing and there's a lot of juices yeah with it so it's not dry so I cook it for 40 minutes because I want to make sure all that bacteria is dead and then I put it on the top rack and I put the broiler on for Uh, like three to five minutes mm -hmm. so it gets a little bit of char yeah um you probably could have done that at the 30 minute mark yeah and been fine (laughs) but um I understand food safety concerns yeah and I hate when recipes say use what do they say quarter of a chopped onion like Holmes what am I going to do with three quarters of an onion in my fridge? At least just half an onion. No, I I used the mm. whole onion. I grabbed the smallest yellow onion I had in my bin, and I chopped that baby up and put that in. And then I did do, like, a double dose of veggies because I wanted to have lots of veggies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made um, homemade guacamole mm. and fresh grated cheese. And, yeah, nice. it was really good. The key for this recipe book I find is that it is supposed to be lower in fat, right? Yeah. So you end up with a lot of vegetable forward meals where the it's yes. like it's a little bit of protein and then lots and lots of vegetables and not a lot of bread, which I think is probably why she recommends the potato roll. Yeah. Cuz you're getting that but it's filling starchy potato. 
I know, but you're getting the filling starch without bread. Yeah. I don't know. I definitely do not follow the low carb lifestyle. I try to. And? Um, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's right. A uh, very wise um, fitness person that I follow. She also like teaches fitness physiology and mm. like. Anyways, I follow her on the social networks. Um, Do you want to name drop or anything? Uh, well, her name is Adrian Heronbrook. Okay. Yeah, and I really like her. I um, she does remote personal training, and Ooh. so I use her. Um, and super reasonably priced, but she's based out of Texas. Remote personal training. Yeah, she makes me a little personalized plan, mm-hmm. and it fits exactly into my lifestyle. I can bang them out in 20 minutes at home or at the work gym, and mm-hmm. yeah, minimal equipment needed, and they work. They're good. Hmm. Anyways, I mean, sorry, the modern world that we're living in, more and more people can work from home, and I was like... Well, there's some jobs that just can never work from home. Well, she but teaches. She's doing it. And she like, teaches, and this is a side hustle. She could even just video chat you while you do your workout and like yeah. coach you in the moment. I don't want to talk to people no, when I work out. Me neither, but she could. She could. If some, yeah. Like some people do need somebody to be like, your ass is too high. Yeah. <laughs> and she does do a phone check in yeah. and whatnot. Anyways, Adrian Heronbrook, she's awesome. But she said, any diet works because they have you eating at a caloric deficit. Yes. Keto diet works because when you're on it, you're eating at a caloric deficit. Atkins diet works because when you're doing it, you're at a caloric deficit. So really, a lot of diets, like you end up having to eat processed foods, and I'm all about eating a whole diet. Mm-hmm. So like whole food and things that I make from home. So um, and with working out and stuff, I've increased my carbs a bit just so I have a bit more energy. Yeah. But as long as I'm at a caloric dif- deficit, it works. Whatever mm-hmm. works. I think I was the one who was like, you need carbs to live. <laughs> yeah. Don't totally eliminate them or your body starts to eat itself. Yes. Yeah. Um, but while I was making this recipe, I realized how much I love my little microplane grater. It is oh, yeah. a Pampered Chef small little deal. Is it wide or is it no, the narrow one? No, it's the narrow yeah, one. Okay. And so I use it for zesting citrus and I use it for my garlic. And I always thought, who are these people with these microplane things and they're grating their garlic and they're going to take off part of their thumb. And I thought they were so ridiculous and I would press my garlic like a chump. And then I got this and somewhere along the way I listened to Rachel Ray and I started microplaning my garlic and I've never looked back. I don't microplane. I smash it with a knife. Oh, no, I just, microplane it. And then just dice it. My mom broke my garlic press. <gasps> she was doing something. and she, I will bring you mine. No. I don't use it anymore. I don't use it. No. I don't need it. She was like, oh, I'll get you another one. I'm like, don't worry about it. It only mm. comes out of the drawer whenever she was there. So I'm like, sorry. And I will say that now... Just to help myself with meal prep, we buy the diced garlic in the oil. Yes, because I'm a monster. But it's always good. It's always ready when you need it. I'm very bad at mise en place. I always just like chuck stuff in the. But that's the thing with garlic. You just take the microplane, go. I mean, but right into the peel it, and then my hands smell like garlic. They do. They definitely do. I was doing a recipe the other day. This might be the end. Is it? I told you, episode two, it's all over. (laughs) But, like, I was doing a recipe the other day, and I had to smash and peel four cloves. (laughs) 
That's the microplane. But the smashing helps with the peeling. If you microplane, then you you can't smash when you peel. Yeah, you can. How does it stay together? Well, you're smashing too hard. Oh, I'm smashing like Alton Brown smashes. He has a a ceramic block. Like it's a square (laughs) tile. And he takes it and he just like, boom. Oh my gosh. You want flat because then you don't have to do any cutting. You just like kind of loosen it and it's done. Smushed. That's how I do it. (laughs) All right then. I do not have a salt well though. One day. Yeah. He's just got like that little, like it's got a little lid. And he puts his hand in, and he dips it, and then the lid goes back down, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I have a big-ass container from Costco that I, I shake in. <laughs> I have little mason jars oh, that cute. I use, and if I just need a pinch, I just, psh. That would be a good way to yeah. do it. Because I do have those, and I do have The short little lids. jelly jars. Yeah. yeah. I do have those. I have a box full of, like, empty mason jars. Yeah. They fill up, and then... Suddenly I have no jars, and then I have all the jars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, what is happening? I know, that's me with my stock. I know when my stash is getting low because my <laughs> jar dr- uh, cupboards start to fill up. Mm. That's funny because I have, uh, Curtis will ask me, my husband, if I want, we always get Costco chickens. Yes. And he's like, oh, do you want me to save the carcass? And I'm like, mm. yeah. Well, sometimes it's no if I have five Put it in a Ziploc bag and freeze it. They're all in the freezer. If I have five in the freezer and I have not made stock lately, please do not save any more. I'm done. Uh, There will always be another chicken. (laughs) There will always be carcass. What I should be doing is, because we buy the chicken on a Sunday, I should be stripping it, making the stock, and just make it like one carton, put it in the fridge, and use it over the week. But I don't always use chicken stock every week. And I have lately been doing more pre-prepping on, like, the weekend. Yeah. So. We're getting into soup season, though, so. Oh, my God. I have so much soup in my freezer. <laughs> so much. <laughs> I made a leek potato one. Mm. But I I didn't add the cream because I knew, I know it doesn't always freeze that nicely. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't put the cream in. So it's concentrated leek soup. And I have four. Of those deli containers. So like, and you still have to add cream. Yeah. Yee. The key is to remember to add it and not just heat it up and be like, this soup is really thick and like yeah. very hearty. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's episode two. Maybe we should tell our listeners what we're going to cook next week. What are we going to cook next week? Well, I think you were choosing Ooh. the recipe. It's a family favorite of mine. American style cheesy beef goulash and macaroni. Hopefully it's a winner. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. And did you already... Do we want to tell you them the surprise recipe? Or no. Okay. It's a surprise. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to say I have one concern about making this goulash recipe. What? And in my mind, goulash is like a smash of all kinds of flavors put into one. And um, I'm just worried that it's going to be like a big blend of... Ugh. Think of it as a very thick stew. Okay. Well, (laughs) I'm going to give it a try because you recommended it. Yeah. Oh, I will say, depending on the kind, it calls for smoked paprika. Yes. Depending on the kind you have in your cupboard, it will totally change the flavor of the dish. I had this one that I bought at HomeSense a million years ago, and I finally ran out, and it was like, it was the best smoked paprika ever and now I have like four different kinds You're and I'm like so the culinary nerd on this show this because is a good one. 
Is this the good one? I'm just like, I go to Bulk Barn and I get me my paprika out of the bin. Well, it might be the magic one. Who knows? Who I knows? I really like Home Sense for like just random shit that you yeah. can buy. Home Sense? It's a home store and you're buying your dry goods. Yeah, but they have like, it was like a pretty little tin and I had never tried smoked paprika before and I wanted to try it and it was good. You're funny. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Uh, what was on in the background when you were cooking this week, Drea? What was on in the background? Probably, like, the cat in the hat knows a lot about that. That's <laughs> what the kids watch. And it's, like, the one show that will keep them both entertained for quite a long time. And it taught my son what the fastest land animal is. Nice. The cheetah? Correct. Yes. I was like, we were trying to figure out, oh, I was trying to teach him what a mammal was. And I was like, and then, because we were talking about whales, and I was like, whales are the only mammal in the ocean. I was like, wait. Dolphins. Well, yes. I came around to that later. I was like, what about a manatee? They call it a sea cow. It must be a mammal. And then I went, okay, it is definitely the biggest animal in the ocean. Mammal. Yes. Also an animal, maybe, except for that giant squid. I don't know. Um... (laughs) I and you what were you watching I you know what I had silence because it was a bananas day on Sunday when I was doing all my cooking Mm -hmm. and once the kids were in bed I just let it be still I don't put music on quiet I do I do a lot of the time but it was just one of those days where I just needed it to be quiet Mm -hmm. so while my chicken was marinating I made homemade biscuits to enjoy jelly with and it was just really like calm and peaceful that's when you should be making your waffles because it's such a like I didn't need to make waffles it's such a nice inactive process it is when there's no one around when the kids are around it's like Frantic, but my it's waffle beeping. iron beeps. Mine does too. Yes, we probably have the same one. Do you have the Cuisinart one? I do. do. I does got yours it for flip. No, not mine either. Mine is square, and I got it for free with my Visa rewards Ooh. a million years ago. That's how I got my griddle thing. The quiz, the like panini press. Yes. It's <laughs> like this is something I would not buy for myself, yeah. but I want exactly. <laughs> That's uh, funny because my waffle maker is round, so it's not the same one, but no, very it's not. similar. Must be. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you to our listeners and supporters for always tuning in. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cook It Podcast, and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. By rating and reviewing us, you help others find us. That's true. My new podcast app that I started <gasps> listening on shows you how many other people are subscribed i'm like oh no that's awesome (laughs) so bump our bump up our ratings people thank you you. bye